Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Pastor Jay here. And uh, so glad that you're here for the full 180. And uh, let us begin with prayer today. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, let us pray together. Come on, just for yourself. Just repent. Ask for the Lord for forgiveness. And um, uh, just call, we're going to call out to him now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your sacrifice. Lord, we thank you that you came to be one of your creation. You humbled yourself. Lord, you came down and walked among us. God incarnate, fully God, fully man. And Lord, I just thank you that you loved us so much that you were willing to do that. And not only that, Lord, but that you were willing <clears throat> to take the punishment on the cross. You were willing to take the punishment for our sins. You were willing to carry on you the sins of the whole world, not only just the world then, but the world past, the world present, and the world future. No one could have done that but you, Jesus, and we're so grateful. I ask right now, Lord, that you would just wash us, Lord, of our sins. Wash me, Lord, cleanse me in your blood. Lord, I've, I ask for your forgiveness, Lord. I ask for your forgiveness for the thoughts of my mind, the words of my mouth, the actions I might have done, the things I might have said <clears throat> that are hurtful or displeasing to you. Lord, I repent right now, Lord. We turn full 180, the opposite direction of any of those things. Lord, and I ask God that you would just you would just cleanse us and wash us, Lord. Forgive us of the sins of omissions. Forgive us of the sins of commission, Lord, right now. And I just ask, Lord, that you would just cleanse us and make us white as snow. And it says in his word that he took the bread and he broke it. And he gave thanks and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me, Lord. We thank you for your body that was broken, the stripes on your back. Lord, the, your, the, your side that was pierced, Lord, your hands and feet that were nailed to the cross, and we give you praise. Let us take the symbol of his sacrifice together. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And it says he took the cup and he blessed it, and he gave thanks, and he said, this is the blood of my new covenant, and he said, it is for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole world. He said, do this in remembrance of me, Lord. We remember, we'll never forget. We can never thank or repay you enough. In the mighty name, in your mighty name, Jesus, amen. Let us take the symbol of his sacrifice together. Lord, we thank you. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We glorify you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Well, here we go. We are in Daniel. <clears throat> Ezekiel's a long chapter with a long, a long, a long book with long chapters. People think that Psalms is long, but I think, I think Ezekiel might just be as long. So here we go. We're in Daniel 1. In the Amplified Version, as usual, again, welcome to the Full 180. This is Pastor Jay, and let us read the word together. Here we go, Daniel 1, Amplified Version. The choice young men. <clears throat> In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim king of Judah, into his hand along with some of the articles of the house of God, and he brought them into the land of Shinar, to the house of, God, of his God, and brought the articles into the treasury of his God. And the Babylonian king 
also took Ashpenaz, the chief of his official, official, sorry, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some from the royal family and from the nobles, young men, without blemish, handsome in appearance, skillful in all wisdom, endowed with intelligence and discernment, and quick to understanding, competent to stand in the presence of the king, and able to serve in the king's place. He also ordered Ashpenaz to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. The king assigned a daily ration for them from his finest foods and from the wine which he drank. (coughs) They were to be educated and nourished this way for three years so that at the end of that time they were prepared to enter the king's service. Among them from the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The commander of the officials gave them Babylonian names. Daniel, he named Bel... uh, Belteshazzar, that's right, Belteshazzar, Hananiah, he named Shadrach, Mishal, <coughs> pardon Mishal, he named Meshach, and Azariah, he named Abednego. Daniel's resolve, but Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile, taint, dishonor, <coughs> dishonor himself with the king's finest food or with the wine which the king drank. He, so he asked the commander of the officials that he might be excused so that he would not defile himself. Now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander of the officials and the commander of the officials to Daniel. I am afraid of my Lord, the king, who has prearranged your food and your drink. For why should he see your faces looking more haggard than the young men who are your own age? Then you would make me a make me forfeit my head to the king. But Daniel said to the overseer, whom the commander of the officials had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the young men who eat the king's finest food be observed and compared by you and deal with your servants in accordance with what you see. So the man listened to them and in this matter and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, it seemed that they were looking better and healthier than all the young men who ate the king's finest food. <coughs> so the overseer continued to withhold the fi- their fine food and wine, at, uh, the fine wood they drank, and kept giving them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all kinds of literature and wisdom. Daniel also understood all kinds of visions and dreams. At the end of the time, <coughs> Set by the king to bring all the young men in before him, the commander of the officials presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king spoke with them, and among them all, among them all, not one was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they were selected and assigned to stand before the king, and his pers- in his per- and his personal service in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them. He found them ten times better than all the learned magicians and and enchanters magi (coughs) in his whole realm. And Daniel remained there until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus over Babylon. And now this was at the end of the 70-year exile of Judah, the southern kingdom in Babylonia, as foretold by Jeremiah. The king's forgotten dream. So in the second year, 604 B.C., Let's take a notice of that. This all happened 600 years before the birth of Jesus. The reign of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar had dreams which troubled and disturbed his spirit and interfered with his ability to sleep. Then the king gave a command to call the magicians, (coughs) the enchanters and sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell 
the king of his dreams. So they came in and stood before the king. The king said to them, I had a dream and my spirit is troubled and anxious to know the content and meaning of the dream. Then the Chaldeans said to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell the dream to your servants and we will de- declare the interpretation. The king replied to the Chaldeans, my command is firm and unchangeable. If you do not reveal to me the con- content of the dream along with its interpretation, you will be cut into pieces and your houses shall be made a heap of rubbish. But if I tell, if you tell me the content of the dream <clears throat> along with its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered again, Let the king tell the dream to his servants, and we will explain its interpretation to you. The king replied, I know for certain that you are a bargaining, you are bargaining for time, because you have seen that my command to you is firm and irrevocable. If you will not reveal to me the content of the dream, there is but one sentence for you, for you have already prepared lying and corrupt words, and have agreed together to speak them before me, hoping the day your oh hoping to delay your execution until the situation is changed. Therefore, tell me the dream first, then I will know with confidence that you can give me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who can tell the king this matter, for no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such a thing as this of any magician or enchanter or Chaldean. Furthermore, what the king demands is an unusual and difficult thing indeed. No one except the gods can reveal to the king, and their dwelling is not with mortal flesh. Because of this, the king was indignant and extremely furious and gave command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out that the wise men were to be killed, and they looked for Daniel and his companions to put them to death. But Daniel replied with discretion and wisdom to Ariok, the captain of the king's bodyguard, who had gone out to execute the wise men of Babylon. He said to Ariok, the king's captain, why is the decree from the king so harsh and urgent? Then Ariok explained the matter to David, to Daniel, sorry. So Daniel went in and asked the king to appoint a date and give him a time so that he might reveal the king the interpretation of the dream. Then Daniel returned to his house to discuss the matter with Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, in order that they might seek compassion from the God of heaven regarding this secret so that Daniel and his companions would not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. The secret is revealed to Daniel. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in the vision, in a vision of the night. And Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who changes the times and the seasons, but removes kings, removes, I'm sorry, kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise, the greater knowledge to those who have understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells within him with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers, for you have given me wisdom and power. Even now you have made me known to what we requested of you, for you have made known to us the solution to the king's matter. So Daniel went to Ariok, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went to him and said this to him, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Bring me before the king, and I will reveal the king the interpretation of his dream. Then Ariok hurriedly brought Daniel before the king and said this to him, I have found a man among the exiles of Judah who can explain to the king the interpretation of the dream. The king said to Daniel, whose Babylonian name was Belteshazzar, 
Are you able to reveal to me the content of the dream, which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered the king and said, Regarding the mystery about which the king has inquired, neither the wise men, enchanters, magicians, nor astrologers are able to answer the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has shown <clears throat> King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in the latter days, end of days. This is what your dream and the vision that appear, appeared in your mind while you were in bed. As for you, O king, you were lying on your bed. Thoughts came into your mind about what will take place in the future. And he who reveals secrets has shown you what will occur. But as for me, the secret has not been revealed to me because my wisdom is greater than that of any other living man. But in order to make the interpretation known to the king so that you may understand fully the thoughts of your mind, the king's dream. You, O king, were looking, and behold, there was a single great statue. This image, was it, which was large <clears throat> and of unsurpassed splendor, stood before you, and its appearance was awesome and terrifying. As for this statue, its head was made of fine gold, its breast and its arms of silver, its belly and its thighs of bronze, and its legs of iron, its feet of partly iron, partly clay, pottery. As you were looking, a stone was cut out, with you, without human hands, and struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the, from the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found. And the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. The interpretation, Babylon, the first kingdom. This was the dream. Now will now we will tell the king its interpretation. You, O king, are the king, king of earthly kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, the strength, and the glory. And wherever the sons of men dwell, and the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heaven, <clears throat> he has given them into your hand, and has made you ruler over them all. You, king of Babylon, are the head of gold. Medo-Persia and Greece. After you will arise another kingdom, Medo-Persia, inferior to you, and then a third kingdom of bronze, Greece, under Alexander the Great, <clears throat> which will rule over all the earth. Rome, then a fourth kingdom, Rome, will be as strong as iron, for iron breaks into pieces and shatters all things, and like iron which crushes things into pieces, it will break and crush all these others. And as you saw the feet and the toes Partly of potter's clay and partly of iron will be divided a kingdom, but there will be, sorry, but there will be in it some of the durability and strength of iron, just as you saw the iron mixed with common clay. As the ten toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, some of the kingdoms will be strong, another part of it will be brittle. And as you saw the iron mixed with common clay, so they, the combined will combine with one another in the seed of men, but they will not merge, for such diverse things or ideologies cannot unite. Doesn't that kind of sound like today? Doesn't that sound like today? This, this, this version was written a long time ago. The Amplified Version was written in the 70s, 60s, 70s, the 60s, I think. And look at what it's saying right here. Look at this. this is, it's literally predicting today. And as you saw the iron mixed with common clay, so they will combine one with another in the seed of men, but they will not merge for such diverse things or ideologies cannot unite, even as iron does not mix with clay. My God, today, <clears throat> the divided kingdom in the days of those final 10 kings, mm, 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 
The God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will its sovereignty be left for another people, but it will crush and put an end to all those kingdoms, and it will stand forever. Just as you saw that a stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, the gold, <clears throat> the great God has revealed to the king what will take place in the future. So to dream is true and its interpretation is trustworthy. Daniel promoted. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell, fell face downward and, rep and paid respect to Daniel as a great prophet of the highest God and gave orders for an offering and a fragrant incense to be presented to him in honor of his God. The king answered Daniel and said, Most certainly your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings <laughs> and revealer of mysteries. Since you have been able to reveal this mystery, then the king pronounced Daniel to an exalted position and gave him many great gifts, and he made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon, the chief governor over all the wise men of Babylon. And Daniel made a request of the king, so he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon while Daniel was at the court of the king. <clears throat> the king's golden image. Nebuchadnezzar made, the, made a gold-plated image whose height, including the pedestal, was 60 cubits, 90 feet, and its width, 6 cubits, 9 feet. And he set it upon the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent word to assemble the, the uh, satraps and pre the prefects and the governors and the counselors and the treasurers and the judges and the magistrates and the lawyers and all the chief officials of the provinces to come and dedicate come to the dedication of the image of King Nebuchadnezzar <coughs> had set up then the satraps and the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, the lawyers, and all the chief officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image <coughs> that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and, and speakers of every language, that at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, Trigon, four-stringed harp, uh, dulcimer, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be thrown into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. So when the people heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, dulcimer, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and speakers of every language fell down and worshiped the golden image. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up worship of the image refused. At that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and brought malicious accusations against the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree. <laughs> to, uh, that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, dulcimer, bagpipe, and all kinds of music is to fall down and worship the golden image. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. There, there are certain Jews who have appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you, and they do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in, furious, in a furious rage, gave a command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these men, Abednego, and these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, <clears throat> when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, to fall down, 
and worship the image which I have made. <clears throat> Very good. But if you do not worship, you shall be thrown at once into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there who can rescue you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to answer you on this point. If it be also, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Daniel's friends protected. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, <coughs> and his facial expression changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then he gave a command at the furnace that the furnace was to be heated seven times hotter than usual. He commanded certain strong men in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. Then these three men were tied up in their trousers, their coats, their turbans, and their clothes, and they were thrown... Let me start. Oops. In the midst of the furnace and blazing fire, because the king's command was, was urgent and the furnace was extremely hot, the flame of the fire killed the men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace, blazing fire, still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, king, the king looked and was astounded as he jumped up and said to his counselors, Did we not throw three men who were tied up into the midst of the fire? They replied to the king, Certainly, O king. He answered, Look, I see four men untied, walking around in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar approached the door of the blazing furnace and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out of there. Come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. The satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered around them and saw that in the regard to these men, the fire had no effect on their bodies. Their hair was not singed. Their clothes were not scorched or damaged. Even the smell of smoke was not on them. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and rescued his servants, who believed in, trusted in, and relied on him. They violated the king's command and surrendered their bodies rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language that speaks anything offensive against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut into pieces and their houses be made a heap of rubbish. For there is no other god who is able to save in this way. Then the king caused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to prosper in the province of Babylon. <clears throat> the king acknowledges God, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, to all the people's nations and speakers of every language that live in all the earth, may your peace abound. It has seemed good to me to declare the signs and wonders which the Most High God has done for me. How great are his signs, how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. The vision of a great tree. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and prospering in my palace. I saw a dream and it made me afraid and the fantasies and thoughts and visions that appeared in my mind as I lay on my bed kept alarming me. So I gave orders to bring in before me all the wise men of Babylon so that they might make known the, the, to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians, the enchanters, magi, and the Chaldeans who were masters, master astrologers and diviners came in and I told them the dream but they could not interpret it and make known its meaning to me. But at the last, Daniel came in before me whose name is Belteshazzar after the name of the of my God, 
and in whom is a spirit of the holy gods. And I told the dream to him, saying, O Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, because I know that a spirit of the holy gods is in you, and no mystery baffles you or troubles you, tell me the visions of my dream which I have seen, along with its interpretation. The vision passed through my mind as I lay on my bed, were these, I was looking, and behold, there was a tree in the middle of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew large and became strong, and its height reached to the heavens, and it was visible to the end of the earth. Its leaves were beautiful, and its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it, and the birds of the sky nestled in its branches, and all living creatures fed themselves from it. And behold, I saw in the visions of my mind, as I lay on my bed, an angelic watcher, a holy one, to Descended from heaven. He shouted aloud and said this, Cut down the tree and cut off its branches, shake off its leaves and shatter, scatter its fruit. Then the living creatures from under it and the birds and the birds fly from its branches, nevertheless leave the stump with its roots in the ground, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the new grass of the field, and let him be wet with the dew of heaven, and let him feed with the animals in the grass of the earth. Let his mind and nature be changed from a man's, and let his an animal mind and nature be given to him, and let seven periods of time pass over him. This sentence is by the decree of the angelic watchers, and the decision is a command of the holy ones, so that the living may know without any doubt that the Most High God rules over the kingdom of mankind, and he bestows it on whomever he desires, and sets it over the humblest and the lowliest of men. This is the dream which I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, explain its meaning, since none of these wise the wise men of my kingdom are able to reveal its interpretation to me, but you are able for a spirit of the holy gods is in you. Daniel interprets the vision. Then Daniel, whose Babylonian name was Belteshazzar, was appalled and speechless for a while because he was deeply concerned about the destiny of the king and his thoughts alarmed him. And the king said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its interpretation frighten you. Belteshazzar answered, My lord, may the dream be meant for those who hate you or its message and its message for your enemies. The tree that you saw, which became great and grew strong, whose height reached to heaven and which was visible to all the earth, whose foliage was beautiful and its fruit abundant, and on which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field lived, and in whose branches the birds of the sky nested. It is you, O king, who have become great and grown strong. Your greatness has increased, and it reaches to heaven, and your dominion reaches to the ends of the earth. In that the king saw an angelic watcher, a holy one, descend from heaven, saying, Cut the tree down and destroy it, but leave the stump with its roots in the earth, but with a band of iron bronze around it in the new grass of the field. And let him be wet with the dew of heaven, and let him feed the beasts of the fields until the seven periods of time pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king. It is the decree of the Most High God, which has come upon my lord the king, that you shall be driven from mankind, and your dwelling place shall be with the beasts of the field, so that you be given grass to eat like the cattle, and be wet with the dew of heaven. And seven periods of time shall pass over you until you know without any doubt that the Most High God rules over the kingdom of mankind and bestows it to whomever he desires, and in that it was commanded to leave 
the stump with the roots of the tree in the earth, your kingdom shall be restored to you after you recognize, understand fully that heaven rules. Therefore, O king, let my advice be to you, considered and found acceptable. Break away now from your sins and exhibit your repentance by doing what is right and from your wickedness by showing mercy to the poor so that if you repent, there may possibly be a continuance of your prosperity and tranquility and healing of your error. <clears throat> the vision fulfilled. <clears throat> All this happened to Nebuchadnezzar. The king, 12 months later, after he was walking on the upper level in the royal palace of Babylon, the king said thoughtfully, Is not this the great Babylon which I myself have built as the royal residence and seat of government by my by the might of my power and for the honor and glory of my majesty? While the, the words were still in the king's mouth, a voice came as, a, as in as if falling from heaven, saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is declared, the kingdom has been removed from you, and you will be driven away from mankind, and your dwelling place will be with the animals of the field. You will be given grass to eat like the cattle, and seven periods of time will pass over you until you know without any doubt that the Most High God rules over the kingdom of mankind, and he bestows it on whomever he desires. Immediately the word concerning Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away from mankind and began eating grass like cattle, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagle's feathers <coughs> and his nails like bird claws. But at the end of days, that is at the seven periods of time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven and my understanding and reason returned to me and I blessed the Most High God and I praised and honored and glorified him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth <coughs> are regarded as nothing, but he does according to his will in the, ho in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and no one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? Now at the same time, my season returned to me, and for my glory, for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor were returned to me, and my counselors and my nobles began seeking me out. So I was reestablished <coughs> in my kingdom, and still more greatness than before was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt the honor and honor the king of heaven for all his works are true and faithful and his ways are just and he is able to humiliate and humble those who walk in self-centered self-righteous pride uh belshazzar's feast belshazzar the king you know i'm gonna pick up here tomorrow let's pray father in the name of jesus lord i give you glory and praise lord for your word today lord we thank you Lord, for the story of Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Lord, shows us, Lord, that if we only worship and serve you, God, you will always be there for us, even to the point of when we come and we pass from this life to the next. Lord, I pray that we would be covered in, in the whole armor of God. Lord, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of your peace, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of spirit, which is your word and your spirit. Lord, let us be blessed and be a blessing today. Lord, we give you glory and we give you all the praise because there is no other God but you. And we love you and glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow for the full 180.